Welcome to this special episode of the Being Better Everyday podcast. This podcast is a conversation between my husband and I, Matt, as we are driving down the road in Central California. We took a trip in the middle of September to commemorate our 10-year wedding anniversary as well as it was a work trip that I had to take. Couple things about this conversation. First of all, audio quality, not great. I just wanted to give you that heads up that there is a little bit of an audio quality difference between this and some of my other podcasts, but as you will kind of hear through this conversation, I wasn't about to get my husband to do this twice, so I decided to release it anyway, and uh, I wanted to have this as a look back in our relationship after 10 years of marriage, as well as I think it's a good peek behind the scenes of what it's like uh, between a very type A women, business owner, breadwinner, Enneagram 3, also Enneagram 8, and projector, and her very easygoing husband, who is not any of those things. The other thing is Matt, as I mentioned, is is very much an introvert. So it was either this or ziplining, and he hates heights. So this is what we ended up with. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you love the peek behind the curtain, and... Here's to being better every day, not only in your marriage, but in life. So first things first, a little bit of a history of how long we've been dating, where we met. I guess, Matt, do you remember the first time we talked to each other? Or what is the first time we talked to each other that you remember? I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember these types of things. When's the... Okay, mine would be German class. Is that for you too? Even though technically we grew up in the same town... And we were in the same first communion together and all of that. Probably church. Yeah. Well, that's true. Um, So Matt and I started dating two weeks before we graduated high school. We had been friends for about a year and a half before that. And had started going to movies just as friends and, I don't know, just decided not to be friends anymore. Or more than friends. We first bonded back junior year of high school uh, because our both of our parents were sick so at the time my mom had a brain tumor um, I guess still has a brain tumor but it's benign and uh, so it's it's been treated and we just kind of monitor it and then Matt's dad had terminal pancreatic cancer so we used to use MSN messenger and chat and kind of bonded over the things our family was going through. Um, so as of the time of this recording, we've been together 16 and a half years, which is a very long time. So fast forward, uh, my full intention was to just date him for the summer. <laughs> and that didn't work, as I always joke. So I went off to college to the University of St. Thomas, where I was a, an international business and finance major. And he stayed back to go to, uh, what is it called again? Nicolay. Nicolay Community College to uh, be close to his family while his dad was going through treatment. What was your major at Nicolay, or did you have a major? No major. Oh, did they not do majors? Transfer classes. Oh. Um, So then Matt transferred to St. Thomas about a year and a half in, I think, uh, to be being at St. Thomas. So we did our first year and a half long distance. I graduated... May of 2020, May of 2011, and Matt graduated from St. Thomas December of 2011. I then got a finance job, 
which is uh, corporate adjacent to what I'm doing now in, in retirement and 401k and wealth management in the West Metro and, and Matt ultimately then followed. So that's kind of how we ended up where we are today, which is West of the Twin Cities, got a job and we never left. So since then, fast forward, the purpose of today is to have a little fun about, we're calling it the 10 things we learned or have learned in the 10 years of marriage. Obviously, we're not experts. We have gone through our own trials and tribulations. Our relationship is not perfect. And we have our own quirks, but still proud. Hopefully you are too. We've been through 10 years. Again, this is the silence of my husband, but <laughs> he's here, I swear. <laughs> 10 things we learned through the last 10 years of our marriage. We're gonna start on our wedding day. Matt and I did not have a lot of money for our wedding, and we did primarily, um, besides the reception food, we scrimped and saved and paid for our wedding, mostly by ourselves. And one of the things that was gifted to us, and I'm very thankful for it, was a photographer. However, it came with a downside that because we were gifted the photography, we weren't actually gifted or given the option to have our wedding photography or wedding photos edited. And I think to this day, I still regret that we didn't just pay for uh, a good photography package because of the fact that none of our wedding photos are edited. And the only ones that are are from my uncle, which is amazing, but he wasn't our primary wedding photographer. So I still think about the fact that I wish I would have spent the money on a photographer. It's something that we saved money on and obviously saved thousands of dollars, but you'll never get those pictures back. You'll never get that day back. And I should have just went with somebody who I knew I would love their vibe and their art uh, around photography. The other thing that I do think was worth it that was gifted by our mother-in-law was our videographer. He annoyed the heck out of me the day of, and I was hating it. I really did not like the person, but I do not regret having a video for our wedding. I know Matt didn't love it either, um, but it was definitely not a joyful memory during the day of, and, and he, you know, we had some moments, but looking back, it's, it's something we look at, we watch the video more than I look at the pictures. So uh, lesson number one is do not skimp on things that you will create those long-term memories when you start your relationship and or your marriage. And that is your photographer on your wedding day. Don't compare your marriage and relationship to other marriages. So what does that mean to you? Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and thinking and worry about yourself. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, I struggled with this one, especially early in our marriage, because I felt like marriage should look a certain way. Um, and we're very much opposites attract. So... It was something that I had to learn how to accept, and I don't think I accepted it until like six years in of our marriage, probably. So how would, how many years would that be of dating? Ten years? <laughs> Just a little, a little bit. You have a jealousy streak. Uh, yeah. I mean, just a little bit. So, um... I'm going to go on a little bit of a squirrel brain moment here, but fun story from the fact that we're traveling in California right now is there's a ton of electric cars in California, and we decided for this trip to rent a electric car because it was in policy for my corporate travel, and I obviously we had never driven one. So we are sitting in a Tesla Model 3 right now, 
and the amount of things that we have had to Google in the first hour of driving this vehicle is kind of ridiculous. Things like how to start the car, how to put it in drive, how to lock the car, <laughs> how to lock the car, how to put it in cruise control. What else? I mean, the locking the car alone was just like <laughs> couldn't figure it out. So, although it is a gorgeous, you know, driving along Highway One, it is sunny. Teslas are not easy cars to figure out how to drive, and not. I mean, now we now we know. Now I feel like I'm getting the handle of it, but it's. So it's an adventure, that's for sure. And when you let off the gas pedal, it slows down. Yes. So Matt said that I felt like I, I was driving a go-kart today because I can't seem to figure out how to drive at a singular speed in this car. Make intentional time together. So talk to me about how we've done that in the different stages, like post-Danny and pre-Danny. What was our favorite thing we used to do, like, pre-kid? Probably used to go out and see movies, mostly. Now that doesn't happen. No, it does not. We used to go to a movie at least once a month. Movie and a, or dinner and a movie. Once every three years now. <laughs> um, but what is the rule that we've tried to hold for ourselves now in the last two years? Probably go out to dinner once a month. Well, it doesn't have to be dinner but a date outside of the house once a month. So one of our rules or one of the things that we've decided to do a couple of years into having Danny, we decided that we would do an intentional date night once a month. And that has looked like most of the time going out to dinner or sometimes we go to Top Golf or I don't know, what else have we done basically? We don't go golfing anymore either. No. Yes. So we used to go golfing. You know, before we had Danny, we would go golfing every other weekend in the summertime. We'd buy the golf passes and, and golf. I should have stopped there. So now it's intentional date nights once a month, unless we're doing something like this. Like, we won't do a date night for September because obviously we're on vacation together. And every other month, so like if I would plan September, then Matt has to plan October. And that's helped us at least give some intentional time. Now, we're on this trip. It's our 10-year wedding anniversary. And this is the first time that we have been away from our daughter for more than one night and more than two hours away. So, you know, we certainly haven't done a lot of time where the two of us have been gone away from her, but date nights, at least at a minimum, have been super helpful in my opinion. What about you? I think so. The fifth one is support your partner in growth. So Matt, what does that mean to you? Pretty much letting you work on P&W designs most every night, probably 7 o'clock until 9. Yeah. Or whenever you fall over. <laughs> I mean, it, it can also mean like just growth as far as like you leaning into your business or mindset growth or... Like, I've done a lot of, I had a couple of years where I was super into personal development, and I don't know if I necessarily classify that I'm into it now. I feel like I'm growing in my business instead, but I feel like you're super supportive in my ability, not ability, my, me changing and growing and not being the same person that I was 16 years ago when we started dating. You are not necessarily a grower. <laughs> 
but I just grow different ways. Like, like lawn care businesses. Yeah. You're very content in life. But at least you are supportive of me changing and kind of learning how to love the new me every couple of years. Agreed? Mm-hmm. I know I'm interrupting this episode, but I promise you it's for a good reason. Can you believe that we're in the fourth quarter? That means it's time to get your first ever dated Being Better Everyday Planner. The 2024 planner line includes the all-new Brain Dump Planner Plaid that will be available on October 20th, so don't miss out. There will be limited stock of each of the products, so if you want to enter into the new year with a system to help you be more peacefully productive, message me the word launch over on Instagram, it's julie.pwdesigns, and get on the list for launch. Number six, you are not always going to be on the same page. We've had to accept each other's opposite social beliefs and other differences. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for us, in a general way, I classify myself as uh, socially, no, fiscally conservative, socially liberal. And especially on the social side, Matt and I aren't always in alignment in our beliefs. And so oftentimes, either we've just like, okay, we're not going to discuss this. <laughs> I'm more libertarian. Do what you want to do in life. Just don't, don't tell me. me to do it. <laughs> yeah. And so anytime something comes up over, I mean, especially in the last three years, stuff has come up and it's just been, we've agree to disagree, I guess, is how I would put it. And, like, I'm very accepting of, like, you're allowed to have your beliefs and I'm allowed to have mine. And he's generally the same as far as, like, he's not pushing me to change and I'm not pushing him to change. And we just agree with or agree to disagree. And I think as as we raise Danny, then we'll just educate her on both sides of the fence um, and make sure that she knows that she can choose for herself as well what she feels is her belief. Um, it's helped us be open with others as well. I mean, there's certainly diversity in beliefs in our families as well. So it's, I think I thought going into marriage that I was going to marry somebody that we would just always agree. That's really naive, but that we wouldn't have like big differences in beliefs and I think partnership, for us, marriage is a partnership where we just support each other in whatever we want life to look like. Keeps people on their toes. (laughs) Not being in unison all the time. Yeah, yeah, very true. Give each other personal space. This is going to be dependent on every couple, right? But one of the things that has been very apparent from day one with both of us is... We're happy knowing the other person is there, but not needing to do the same thing at the same time. I can use more quiet time than she can. She likes to be together more. Yeah. But I mean, we've always even, so we used to live in a 700 square foot apartment. And in that apartment, there was one bedroom and a living room, right? And even in the early days of us living together, I would always go in the bedroom at night and Matt would have the living room. We've always had kind of our like hours a day of just a long time. And obviously that's going to be dependent on like your 
specific marriage and your love languages, but Matt and I are introverts. And that was sports-centric. No, that's true. you'd have no interest. <laughs> Correct. I have zero interest in watching sports. Um, what is that? We are getting distracted by something in the water. Uh, oh, it's a parachute. Um, currently driving along the beach. So, that would be the next one. And then the one after that is very, I would say, kind of a duh. But at the same time, it's what saved our marriage, and that's communicate, 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 right? So I think for us, the only way, you know, in a lot of ways, we're partners in life. And that's how I would generally describe us, is we talk about everything. We know everything. We've When we've both made massive mistakes, we've come forward and communicated around them. Um, we don't always see eye to eye. And the only way to kind of get through that is to be able to try to talk about it in a calm manner. Except that you're never going to be on the same page all of the time. Yeah. Yeah, like nothing's going to be perfect. Call in mediators to solve problems that you're having (laughs) trouble with. So I have a best friend that I talk to every day. Also happens to be my sister-in-law. That's my mediator, and that actually happens to be our mediator. So do you remember the last time that we had to, that we really got into it, and we called our mediator? Time that you wanted to spend $10,000 more in a car. Just because. And it wasn't 10. <laughs> it was 50 versus 40. Yeah, okay, maybe. Yes. So what was that? March of 2022, my 10-year-old Ford um, was on its last legs. Literally couldn't even get an oil change anymore. It was dripping in the garage. Yeah. And I knew that I was going to be keeping my vehicle for a long time. And I'm also the breadwinner. And I wanted a Jeep Grand Cherokee that was upgraded with a double sunroof in particular. That was the one thing I was looking for. Um, and Matt did not, correct? I didn't think it was worth $10,000. It wasn't ten thousand dollars. It was like five. It was literally like forty-two versus fifty-two. And so, what it felt like when we were having that conversation was that I was pulling that I deserve this card in our finances, and that I work hard for the money that I've earned, and that I deserve to make the decision because it's like if you really look at it black and white, it's my money. And that didn't go over well. So we went back and forth, I don't know, a couple hours. And like I said, it was not a good conversation. It wasn't really a conversation at that point. That's pretty. And I ended up calling my sister-in-law and she ended up like talking me off the ledge. But one of the things that she's done for us is she's been able to help us see the other side of things. So if, you know, like, She's been able to talk through, this is how Matt might see it versus how I might see it. And maybe she's more of a mediator for me than you in that Mm -hmm. case. But definitely something that I feel like has been important. I don't know. Have you ever had to... It's not like you call anyone. You you probably don't want the options for my mediator, and I don't really have any mediators, so... Yeah. The next one is Dreaming Together such as in what you want life to look like, bucket lists, etc. There's two, well, first of all, I know we failed at our bucket list this year, but 
We didn't make a bucket list. I know, that's why I said we failed at it. <laughs> but we've done them in the past, so explain what a bucket list is. Basically, it's just brainstorming things you want to do during the year and writing them down so you don't forget. So we've done um, pre-kid. I feel like we were better at it since Danny. We had Danny in 2019, and then, like, our first couple of years were, like, COVID years with her, right? So we would write down, like, go to a sports game, and then... January 2020, we wrote down going to the Wild game or going to the Twins game, and obviously, like, we didn't, weren't able to do any of that in 2020. What are you doing? If you knock, is it clear? I don't know. I'm investigating. Okay, so there's, like, this moonroof in the Tesla up above us, and it's, like, a shaded window, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to figure out if there's a way to get it clear, because we can't actually figure that out. Anyway, what are some other things that have been on our bucket list for the year? Lots of golfing. Yes. Walking trails. Yes. For a while, we did 52 trails in a year. Um, first couple of years, we had Danny. We didn't do that this year either. We ended up just not... We didn't do any goal planning in 2023, uh, which I regret, so we'll definitely do the bucket list again. Vacations. Seeing family. That's on the list. Scheduled. Yeah. Um, well, this thing auto-adjusts the cruise control. Um, the other things that's been on the list have been like paying off a specific amount of debt or activities around the cities, you know, so it doesn't have to always be big things, but like, for example, like we haven't done the zoo or any sporting events or even our like favorite parks this year, like this summer, I don't know what happened, but it was just gone. And I feel like having a bucket list allows us to be more conscious of what we are and are not doing and gives us the time to allocate towards each other. Agreed? Agreed. So then the other part of that is, what was the other part of that? Bucket list and what? What do you want your life to look like? So we've spent a lot of time talking about this. This one's more a her than me. You have a vision. What's your vision? It's simple. So what's your vision for life? Lots of golfing. Yeah. Having time to golf, not overworking. Having a three or four day a week business that pays the bills. Yeah. Like, that's your vision. So I might get more specific about, like, how I want to live on a lake house or... But, like, our vision and our values around, I would say, the pace of our life is very similar, right? Like, he's drinking water, so he had nodded, which is not very helpful for podcasts. (laughs) So, like... We have both talked about how they're actually really thankful that both of us don't work full-time and that, you know, we've chosen pretty consciously to only have one kid because we don't want a life that feels rushed. So that's kind of what that means to me from a alignment of, like, I mean, your days are going to be spent with this person, right? So hopefully you have an alignment of, like, hey, I want it to feel like X, Y, Z. And for us, that's not rushed, right? Yes. Last number, which is number 10, uh, is accept each other's quirks. And so I'm going to ask Matt, what does that mean to you? I guess it's kind of just let you run wild with your things like your excessive planning or your occasional anxiety attacks because that's just who you are and it's okay. And I mean, you've done a good job of, well... You're working on learning how to deal with my anxiety, right? Pretty much all I can do with the lists is let you go with the 10 notebooks. 
don't have are... pen notebooks. That's <laughs> against the PW Designs way. <laughs> but it's the the lists have benefited us, right? Annoying as they can be at times. Yeah. They're very helpful. I think for me, it's like for you, it would be your quirks of not needing any socialization, right? I'm just. Are you gonna go? No, I'm not going to go. Why? Because of that one. Oh. Um. Or the fact that, you know, as you can kind of just hear from that, I hate how Matt drives. Um, it is something that we constantly fight about. He drives like an old man. And I would say you probably describe me as driving like a city driver. Yeah, it feels like a NASCAR race with you some days. <laughs> um, so, you know, the other thing, and, and if his friends ever listen to this episode, he is going to get so much shit for this, but about quirks or accepting each other it is matt has you've talked about joelle cease and her cycle syncing and like kind of learning how the cycle impacts your mood and your behaviors and your productivity and matt at this point i feel like knows mine better than i know myself um which has been really helpful and something that's been amazing to have but not something that every partner would be willing to admit or be willing to work and learn through um you're like gonna kill me for saying that or i have nothing to elaborate on <laughs> what do you want me to say nothing i don't know any so anything else from i mean there's a lot you can say about marriage but there's also that's what motorcycles do in california there's a lot you can say about marriage but there's also a lot of things that you don't i would talk individually with friends with but not necessarily be willing to share on the podcast now i did ask my social media hey if you know we're doing this episode is there any questions that you would like to ask and one of the question was what is the hardest things you've overcome together and honestly those are not things that we are willing to talk about on a public medium but I will say when we've had to go through tough seasons and when we've had to go through seasons where I've questioned, are we in this for the long term? It's always comes down to communication. And for us in particular, it always also comes down to alone time with each other, right? This trip. We're a couple that needs time away from the kid, time away from family, time away from everyone else but ourselves. It saved us in many mediums to be able to reconnect as a couple um but that may not be the case for others right but that's what's kind of saved us as we've gone through very tough seasons that have broken others apart another question that was asked was talk through a couple dynamics with having conventional and unconventional jobs so i read this as conventional meaning corporate america and unconventional as entrepreneurship is that how you would read it i think it's the other way around <laughs> you think it's more conventional to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. mm. i the way it impacts us like post kid is just that we're thankful we both don't work full-time jobs um but at the same time like i think matt gets on me because i want him home by a certain time and as he's running his own business like sometimes it doesn't work like okay, I can just clock out at 4 p.m. or whatever. So that's been a little bit harder to work through from a communications perspective and expectations. But other than that, like, I wouldn't really say it impacts our marriage. Daycare, pick up and drop off. Yeah, daycare, pick up and lo like logistics of our marriage is probably the main thing. And I mean, from a 
we didn't really touch on this during the 10 lessons, which maybe this is a bonus lesson, is make sure you guys are on the same page or make sure you're on the same page with finances because like every marriage does it differently. We happen to have a joint account where all of our bills and stuff are paid out of and then we take a draw from his business. That's a specific amount in specific months. But like we're on the same page and we have monthly finance meetings and no, they're not always golden, but at least we have those communication lines and then we have like conversations around expectations because I'm the spender in the relationship and he often has to reel me in. Uh, we've talked about the fact that he needs to have an Amazon approval uh, for my Amazon account, which we can't actually do and I'm good for that. One package per day shows up. <laughs> so, um, you know, that would be, I would say, a bonus lesson is however you decide to manage your finances, make sure you two are on the same page and that it makes sense for your marriage. And that will look very different depending on incomes, depending on who's the breadwinner, depending on when you got married. Um, so it's just going to have to be specific to your relationship. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed a little look behind the curtain. I know it was definitely an unconventional episode, but part of being better every day is being better every day in your relationship as well. So we are signing off from California. Thank you for being here and I will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Being Better Every Day podcast. To see any visuals, head over to my YouTube channel. Links, socials, and resources mentioned can always be found in today's show notes. I truly appreciate you leaving a rating and review to help me reach more women looking to build systems to be peacefully productive. If you are looking for more, you can always find me on Instagram at julie.pwdesigns, sharing the behind the scenes of my everyday life as a millennial mom, corporate girly, and small business owner. Until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day.